Hello, welcome to Life Coaching on the Move. I'm your host, Dawn Fisk. Um, I'm thrilled that you've chosen to listen today. Um, This is a podcast from me, a life coach of 19 years, um, where I share stories, my thoughts, my own experiences, um, experiences of those of clients and various people, and draw sort of life lessons from them, really, um, in the hope that one or two little golden nuggets will help you address certain areas of your life or shake things up or change your approach or your thought processes about things in your life in order to improve how you're feeling generally, your well-being, your motivation and your overall um, enjoyment in life. That's my aim. So welcome along. If you find this interesting or helpful, then please do feel free to go into any of the previous episodes. There are over 120 odd previous episodes on a multitude of different subjects in life generally goals and career and confidence and struggles and um, anxiety all of those topics are there so please do feel free to visit any of those perhaps start at the first 10 um, because they lay the whole foundation out and if you find any helpful at all or interesting at all or you like the approach, then um, all I ask in return is that perhaps you share this or tell your friends about it or put it on your social media or, or cut and paste a link to it and send it to one particular friend that you feel would really benefit on any of the subjects. That would be amazing. Thank you so, so much. Um, the only thing to say before I crack on into today's episode is there are there is a uh, workshop starting this Saturday on Zoom that I am... Um, aiming for just teenagers, vulnerable teenagers between the age of 13 and 17. If you are worried about your teenager or your relatives are worried about their teenager, then please do consider this. It's a really safe, it's a tiny group of struggling teenagers where I take them through for an hour for seven weeks on a Saturday afternoon on all, and give them all sorts of, via Zoom, life skills, all sorts of life skills, changing their mindset, pushing themselves out of their comfort zone, increasing their confidence, communication skills, body language, all of that, stopping worrying about what other people think of them, stop, um, stop the over-anxious thinking, deal with anxiety, deal with confidence, etc. If you, it's £85, which is basically £12 a week, which, um, is a couple of coffees really in order to change their whole approach and if we give them confidence at that young age so they are happy to push themselves they are happy to try new things they're happy to go into a room to socialize to mix to believe in themselves to push themselves what will their future be like instead of if they're in a downward spiral really struggling locking themselves in their bedrooms anxious struggling in life um so if you want to have a look at that it's on the website www.milestone-coaching.co.uk it starts this saturday you can sign up for it or email me through the website or contact me or phone me even if you want to chat about it and your particular teenager um so that's this saturday the 15th i think um that would be amazing. Just pass that on to anybody that you know has got issues with their teenagers struggling in life. 
Right, other than that, I think we will just crack on to this week's episode of Life Coaching on the Move. I really hope it's interesting and helpful to you. Today, I am aware that it's my first one, uh, my first podcast this year, 2022. I did do one last week, actually, um, but when I played it back, I had recorded it whilst on a dog walk in the dark, very early one morning. You could hear my footsteps because it was very icy. Um, you could hear me snivelling because I've been off with a bad chest infection. <laughs> and generally, the wind was blowing. It was terrible auditory. Um quality. So I didn't post that. I haven't had the chance since to re-record because I've been tied up with jury service and working around that with clients. So here I am. Apologies that it's late in the day in terms of new year, but I wanted to touch base with you and say, how is 2022 going for you so far? We are now not quite middle of January. Um, At the moment, it's a glorious, sunny, wintry day. It's gorgeous. But I'm very, very aware that this is my busiest time of year, January, February, March, with clients who are feeling low, low morale, low uh, motivation. Um, They've lost their mojo, their low-level depression, fed up with their job, just generally fed up. Um, So I wanted to check in with you. How are you? Um, I think what happens, we've got Christmas out of the way now, decorations are down, the house, life is back to normal, we're back um, in our routines, back on that treadmill of life. Um, Some have set New Year goals or are trying to establish new habits, new lifestyles, um, achieve better health or better fitness or better nutrition or better weight, achieve goals. So maybe they're a little bit focused for others. They don't like New Year's resolutions. So which one are you? Where are you in all of this? Are you feeling upbeat? Are you feeling motivated for a new year, a new you? Or are you feeling the winter blues, down, fed up, want to make some changes, want to shake things up? Um, Or did you review last year and actually quite pleased to see the back of it? and you're excited about 2022. Where do you fall in those camps? And I guess why I'm asking you is I can't hear your answers, but I want you to hear your answer. I want you to ask and check in with yourself. How are you at the moment? How is life going? Are you on track? Are you feeling the way you want to feel? Are you achieving what you want to achieve? Do, do you look the way you want to look, etc.? Um, if not, do would you benefit from making some improvements, making some tweaks, getting back on course, um, having a little review? <clears throat> um, I think when I look back to... I do like the end of the year and the beginning of a new one because for me... I do see it as an opportunity to take stock, to review how has the last year been, what's been good. Because I think there's a tendency when we look at something to overgeneralize, we can throw everything into one basket by saying, oh, 2020 
one was a bad year. It was not a good year. Awful year. Glad that's out of the way. But was it? Was it completely, totally a bad year? What, in fact, were the good bits? We do this, don't we? We we kind of throw everything in. We'll often say, oh, it's such a bad day. I've had such a bad day. Have you had a totally bad day or were there good bits? Um, I messed up with that. I'm rubbish at presenting. I messed up with this. I'm a failure at, you know. Um, we, we don't dissect it for correct facts for the accuracy of our overgeneralization. So we equally may look back on 2021 and say it was a tremendous year. That's great. I don't want to rob you of that. But what were the learnings? What were the obstacles? What were the challenges? What were the lessons? Um, And what can you take from them? The badly wrapped gifts. When I look back on 2021, um, overall, we ended the year as a family with lots of challenges. I think towards the end of the year, it was a challenging year. Um, Teenagers with their own challenges. And of course, I often say a parent isn't happy unless their children are happy or a parent is as happy as their children are. Or, um, you know, as a parent, your quality of life is very much gauged on how well how happy, how um, how your kids are doing, rightly or wrongly. Um, um, I think our family were having family challenges in terms of the, the kids uh, struggling, having tough times, getting off track, losing their way. Um, it, it wasn't great. But already it feels like January, we've got that out of the way and it feels like life is good. It's turned a corner. And actually, I was reviewing the start of 2022 and thinking to myself, gosh, it feels so much better. It feels great to be in a new year. It feels like each of them are are getting their lives back on track. They're both, um, you know, less of a worry. They're much happier. They're more, they're, they're going in the right direction, the direction that they want to be in. They're much more upbeat, much mentally stronger, um, more satisfied with life, etc. So, um, and therefore I feel happier as a result. But I can only gauge that and come to that conclusion because I can compare it to the negative end of the year that we had. So often we need, we need those two things, don't we? We need those extremes. I only can tell and say hand on heart that everything is so much better and I feel a lot, lot happier and I feel a lot, lot calmer and less stressed now because I'm comparing it to how I was, that it was so stressful, it was so challenging, it was so such a difficult time. So there are ups and downs. There are good and bad days. There are, um, in life, you know, it's, it's, a combination of all of them. It's a mixture of all of them. So although when I initially look at 2021, I could say it was a duff year, I'm glad it's gone. But it wasn't. There were good parts to it. Um, You know, we had happy times, good times, um, rewarding times as well. 
But you focus, I think we do have a negativity bias. I think that's how we evolved. We need it for evolution. We need it to keep us safe. So all of us are more likely to to reflect on the negative, to remember the negative. I did read once that if you recall some of your very first childhood memories, if if you were to tell me three of your first childhood memories or two, they almost certainly would be negative ones. We remember them more. We are drawn more to negative things on social media. We are drawn more to negative headlines, things that make us angry, things that make us panicked, things that frighten us, concern us. Uh, We're more likely to get involved with them in social media and and things like that. Um, So if that's if there is a negativity bias that's perhaps why there is a tendency for some of us to feel down at times now i mentioned that many of us struggle this time of year this is why my um coaching practice is so busy because we've got christmas out of the way we've got the socials it was nice there were some social things in the calendar we we're excited we were due to meet people and get together and celebrate with each other. Often in January, we're broke, we're exhausted, um, we feel overweight, we're feeling the the, uh, downsides of overindulgence. Um, Many of us might be trying dry January, many of us might be trying veganary, we might be on diets, we might have signed up for gyms, etc. So January is often a difficult month. I would, of course, also add that vitamin d is perhaps an issue if you're not going out very much there's very low weak sun even if you're going out at the moment and i know that many many people barely go outside if you are managing to do a little bit of outside activity it's probably not enough to keep your vitamin d levels up so and if you're not supplementing vitamin d you're almost certainly depleted in it um and that is the natural mood lifting vitamin. It changes our mood, Um, which is why we begin to feel better sort of April, May, June time. And my one-to-one coaching on those topics go quieter because accidentally those people are picking up vitamin D from the sun because the sun's stronger, they're outside more. Maybe they're walking to the bus now in the daytime rather than dark because it's early. My dog walk the other morning would have been in the daylight um, rather than the pitch black that it was because it was so early in the winter. um, You'd be coming home in the daytime, you'd be cutting the grass or watering some pots outside, sitting out in pub gardens, whatever it is, you would accidentally um, be getting more vitamin D. Plus, maybe you'd be having a holiday, um, laying by a pool or something like that. So we begin to naturally feel better because we get naturally that that vitamin D. So if you're feeling down, that might be something. Make sure you go outside. Um, Perhaps consider supplements if you want to. I'm not recommending it. I'm not a doctor. I wouldn't make any kind of recommendations like that. Um, So once you've checked in today and you've worked out how are you feeling, how are you feeling about last year, Um, Was it a good or bad year? Now break it down. What were the good bits? What were the not so good bits? The challenging bits. Rather than throw it all into one basket. Because we are in control of how we view things. We can change how we view it. Um, 
we can look for the good, look for it's almost an attitude of gratitude, isn't it? Because if we look for the good in the last year, the last week, the last day, today, it's going to change how we feel about today, yesterday, last week, last year, than if we look just for the bad. And as I've said, we have got a negativity bias. So we're more likely to think of the bad things yesterday. What we need to do is train our brain it's almost a workout for our brain. Train it to look at the upsides. Um, and the one thing I would also say is no more excuses, no more justifications. Um, I've been driving with my son. He's um, been having uh, driving lessons and um, I've been letting him drive us to college and then I'm driving back um, so that he's practicing. And I was talking to a friend who's doing similar with um, his son. And he said every time he gave him some kind of constructive feedback, um, his son would uh, justify it. And I realised that's exactly what my son is doing too. So I reflected that back through my friend's example to my son. And then once we had discussed it, he did, I, I could automatically then every time I give him some feedback and say, you pulled out too quickly there, you shouldn't have pulled out them. Um, because remember, the instructor said, the, get, the test is the gauge to know whether you can or can't pull out at a roundabout or a junction is to ask yourself, would I safely cross the road on foot in this gap? If you would, if you would consider, yes, I would cross the road in this gap, then you're safe to pull out. Um, if you wouldn't ever cross the road in that gap, then it's too small a gap and you shouldn't pull out. That's the gauge. That's that's what the instructor told my son. So I, for example, said to him just recently, no, 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 that what you shouldn't have gone then. There was no way you would have crossed the road in on that roundabout then. Yes, I would. Um, and every single time. He would argue and justify. I knew that car was there. I knew I could put my foot down and nip across into the other lane. I knew this. I was, I was thinking this. I was thinking that, whatever. And I kept saying to him, you are missing the opportunity to learn from this. Every time you give an excuse or a justification, anytime any of us do, um, even perhaps with our bosses or line managers, if they say mm, you need to tweak this sentence or change the layout or those slides could have been different or less slides or you could have said this in your presentation or included that or whatever. The moment we go into justification mode or excuse mode, um, we've lost the opportunity to learn from that. We, we've lost the opportunity to sit down and think, well, would my slides have been better if I'd done less of them or if I'd said this or if I'd backed it up with that or if I'd changed this sentence or whatever. Um, so because we've made that a theme in our family now, we're almost all doing it really. I'll say to him, up, up, you're giving excuses, you're losing a chance to learn or uh, and I'm doing it with myself. If I hear myself justify now, I'm trying to do it with myself um, and remind myself that I'm losing the opportunity to learn something from this. How, how I got onto this, I don't know, because I wasn't planning to do this. So um, one thing that we can take or I'm taking this year is 
no more excuses. Now, I'm very aware that when I meet my running friend, I almost always start off with an excuse of, oh, I've really hurt my knee or uh, I can't breathe today because it's been raining and I, when the woods are wet, I, I, um, I'm, I'm allergic, I think, to wet bark or damp woodlands um, because I struggle to breathe in the wet. Um, so I always flag it up straight away. <laughs> Excuse my cough. Partly to manage maybe her expectations and partly to give myself an escape route and partly to take the pressure off, I think. Um, but I'm going to try and stop doing that now as well. I'm going to try and ban excuses in um, my interactions with the kids and myself and, and anybody else and at work and things like that. That might be something you want to try or perhaps be aware of. Do you use excuses? Do your teenagers use excuses? Um, is it something you could discuss and prevent them from doing um, and therefore gain from the learning or the feedback. Um, so in terms of overgeneralizations, we benefit if we don't overgeneralize. If we don't overgeneralize and say, God, it's been a terrible day today. Instead, during that day, say, mm, it's been a bad morning, but it's now afternoon, it's lunchtime, I'm going to draw a line under that and now create a good afternoon rather than write the whole thing off. Or it's been a bad work day today, right, it's home time, I'm now going to give myself a really good evening. I'm going to talk to a friend, go and see someone, make a nice bubble bath, have nice food or whatever it is. So we don't have to write the whole thing off just as we don't have to write the whole year off or the whole month off or whatever it is. Um, so be cautious of excuses is the first takeaway from today. Be cautious of overgeneralization. Um, break things down into subparts. Break things into manageable bits um, so that you don't ruin the whole week. You don't ruin the whole month. You don't ruin the whole day or the whole experience, the whole holiday, the whole Christmas, the whole year, whatever it is. No, break it down into what were the good parts. And that's linking us back to the attitude of gratitude. Um, it was a fairly bad day today, but I am pleased that I saw so-and-so or I achieved such and such or I received such and such or I experienced or I went, whatever it is. Because then you feel better about the day. And I have mentioned this before. Um, almost ending on a high. I do this at night when, when I'm drifting off to sleep. I, I sort of mentally in my head, I do it mentally. I don't write it down, although I would recommend writing it down. It is incredibly powerful, more powerful, even more. Um, but in my mind, I think, I almost say a thank you to my mum, actually. That's the person that I mentally, in my mind, if I'm ever in trouble or struggling, I'll say, oh, mum, please, if there's anything you can do to help guide this or help that or um, look after my boy when he does so-and-so or whatever, it's my mum that I talk to. Some people, it might be God or uh, it can be anything. It doesn't matter. But for me, I talk to my mum who passed away um, 10 or so years ago. Um, and that gives me the comfort I need. But it's a time I'll say thank you for. And then I reflect on the day. The fact that it's gorgeous and sunny where I'm sat now. And I'm actually able to be out in it. Um, rather than when it was raining yesterday, for example. Just the little things. Just the little things that we appreciate. Um, the 
extra time that I've gained today that I didn't know I had. I thought we were um, required all day today, but we were sent back um, early for different reasons. So I've gained myself a couple of hours, which is why I'm now making the most of this time to do the podcast. So that's a plus and an upside um, that I'm grateful for. So we can just reflect on all the things we're grateful for. That changes how I feel about the day. That changes how I feel as I drift off to sleep. I feel happy. I feel content. I'm appreciative. I'm grateful. I'm in a positive mindset rather than focusing on the negative of what I haven't done or what hasn't happened or I'm fed up with this or I'm fed up with that. It's the same towards people. If we're feeling slightly fed up, um, cross, frustrated with someone, a loved one, a, a teenager, a child, um, a, a parent or in-law, whatever, we can, the antidote to that is to spend some time thinking about their upsides, their pluses, what it is you like about them, what it is you love about them, what it is that makes you laugh about them, etc. Because if we dwell on the negative, they made me so cross, they're, so, they're always doing, they're so rude, they're whatever, that's how we feel towards them. We're going to feel that way towards them because it's a product of our thoughts. If we instead, when we're feeling a little bit down on them, think, well, oh, he's, so, he's such a good lad when he does this or he does that or she's this or what would I do without if I, she wasn't a da-da-da-da. See the positive. So the antidote to our negative bias will be to train our brain to look for the upsides. It's the same if you feel negative about your job. If you are currently feeling fed up, really, really fed up about your job, spend some time really, really searching for what you like about it. Why you went there, why you used to like it. Um, at first, uh, it, uh, look for the upsides, the little bits. Well, I like the freedom. I like the flexibility. I like my co-workers. I like the building. I like this. Instead of the bit that you don't like, I don't like the mundane project that I'm on at the moment. Or I don't like, if you only focus on the negative, you are going to throw everything in, overgeneralize and conclude that you hate your job. Do you hate your job or do you hate one bit of it or a couple of bits of it, but but like the other bits? If you focus on the bits that you do like, you may well find you feel different, you feel better than when you're focusing on the negativity, uh, the negative bias that we have. If you don't, then maybe it's a true indication that you are in the wrong role and perhaps ready for a job move or a, a role... A, a change in your role or responsibility or you need a conversation with HR and your manager about perhaps extra responsibilities or different responsibilities or a different department. But for the moment, for the next week, try and focus on all of the upsides of that person or of your day or of your life or of your job or whatever it is that you're feeling down about. Search for the positive, train your brain to look for it, and then after a week or so, conclude how you feel. See if you change how you feel, and that may change what you do. Drop me a line if you want to share your insights. If not, have a cracking week, and I'll talk to you on the next episode of Life Coaching on the Move.